0: I am privileged to have the opportunity to have an Orange Sox interview with Emily and Bryson, the parents of Hunter, who has less So Bryson, when did you become aware that your son had some issues?
1: So, Hunter was about three months old, four months old, started having seizures. We didn't know that they were seizures. He was our first kid, so you know we didn't really have any comparison, so um, he was a little little slow development wise uh, but kind of started having some spasms infantile spasms seizures and we'd gone to the doctor for it he had made an appointment at the children's hospital and then they kind of kept coming and we didn't really know what to do we ended up at an urgent care and finally we ended up at the er up at primary children's hospital that's when we found out uh, three and a half four months old
0: emily
2: oh i think we like kind of knew a little bit because he has a cousin that was born five days after him. And so, like, just to have those two babies, like, side by side, like, right from the start, you know, and she was kind of starting to, like, focus on faces and smile and, you know, so you could see that there was something going on there, but I don't think we obviously had any idea.
0: How did you both feel?
1: I think they could. It is, it is genetic and it's pretty easy to see on a CAT scan or MRI.
2: We, yeah, they didn't see anything on the ultrasound that they said to us, so.
1: It was pretty, pretty devastating, I think, for the first little while, just you kind of have an idea and, you yeah, know, he was our first kid. So you get the nursery together, you decorate the room and, you know, you think soccer games and just everything else that, you know, you've got in your head for how your life with children is going to go. And it was pretty, it was uh, quite a, quite a different, different story than what I think I had in my mind.
2: Yeah, it was, it was like, I think it shattered like both of us. It was really bleak too because what they told us in the ER was like that he wasn't going to live very long and you know, that his quality of life would be horrible and I don't feel like the doctor that saw us there like left any kind of like room for us to feel like that hopeful. So we went home feeling like pretty shattered.
0: What have been some of the challenges over the years? Um, The hardest things.
1: He was little. He was a lot easier to care for, you know. And he was our first kid. I keep saying that, but he was our first kid, and so you know we kind of had the typical parent learning curve that anybody goes through. But uh, you know, he was little, and you could take him places, and we just we we kind of kind of went on with our lives like he was a normal kid and did the things that we wanted to do, and he went with us. And, and then as he's gotten bigger, he's required more more help, and uh, you know we've we've had more children too. Um, so kind of juggling all that I think is kind of the biggest the biggest challenge you know he's he's big now and it's hard to hard to go places it's hard to plan family trips and church on Sunday and just the, the things you know we, we do a pretty good job here in the house you know but anytime we need to you know there's something going on or I think just managing that you know with with the help that we've needed and I think that's been the biggest challenge I don't know
2: I think for me, like, it's just kind of like sensory overload. You know, from the time that he was really little, like, he's, he, you can just hear him kind of like struggling to breathe a lot. He has uh, a hard time just kind of managing all of his secretions and stuff. And so, everywhere you can go in the house and you can't be, you know, too far away, it's like you're just hearing him like kind of struggle for every breath. And you hold him, and it's like you can just feel like that his little body is like not, not normal, not healthy. And when I look at him, you know, I see all of those things too. And so I feel like, it. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just, there's just all of this stuff all the time kind of like telling your brain, you know, that like this child is sick. And so I feel like the level of stress that you have as a mom, because you know how it is when you have a normal, healthy kid that's that's sick, it's like, man, you just really kind of have to gear up and get them through that. And I think you're just, your stress levels are always elevated because there's always these signals coming in, you know, from your eyes and your ears and your touch that like this baby is, is not well. And so I think just kind of carrying that around all the time and then just then not sleeping because, you know, especially now it's like, you're getting up and moving him around at night and refilling his feedings and changing his diaper, and maybe he needs a breathing treatment at night. And so I feel like in the last couple of years, probably like the last four to five years, like the night routine has become uh, like more involved. And I just think the fatigue and then the kind of the constant stress that's there, just over time, I feel like really like can start to just make you feel very weary. Like he says, we've had, you know, we've gone on to have other kids and then trying to keep up with them. And and I think, too, as the other kids have come into our family and stuff, just feeling like you have time to, like, sit down and, like, hold him or do some of the things that you can do to, to like, feel connected to him. And, and trying to find time for that as just life has gotten, like, busier is, is challenging because when he was little, it was really easy to snuggle him and Cuddle him and stuff. And now as he's bigger, it's like, how do you bond with this child that is like really hard to like hold on your lap? I mean, he's
1: he's getting huge.
0: What have been some of the joys? I mean, he's
1: about five feet tall. Yeah, he's about 58 inches. 10. <clears throat> he's uh, you know, his original life expectancy and what the doctors told us there in the ER that first first day. Um, that we found out what he had you know they said he'll probably live two to five years you know maybe best best case scenario eight years and he's 10 years old so i think we i think we took that and kind of said okay we don't we don't know how much time we're going to have with him so really kind of dedicated ourselves and cared for him a lot you know ourselves and and we're still very particular in how he gets cared for and I was breathing treatments go and his medicine, and we're very involved. But I think a lot of that was initially was, hey, we don't know how long we've got with him, so we're just gonna totally focus on him and kind of center our lives around him. And I think uh, kind of that focus has spilled over to how we parent our other kids as well. Um, you know, to have a kid that can walk and run and and learn and doesn't doesn't have the, the struggles that he has, um, it's quite inspiring and it's just amazing. You know, and. I think we hold on to all those little moments with with our other kids and and we've done we've done a lot with Hunter if you you know we kind of after some of the trips we you know get done and we think man we're crazy to try to put these together but you know we go to the beach and he's been everywhere with us and kind of you know as much as he can be just part of the family and part of the sibling to the other kids and it's fun and I think me as a dad Maybe those outings, and whether it's Disneyland or the beach, or you know, Grandma Grandpa's house, just everything we we've done with him, and it's it's harder as he gets older, um, but uh, that's been fun, and to see him, you know, I mean, he inspires the rest of our extended family as well, you know, just to see how they uh, talk about him. And
2: I think some of the biggest blessings for me have been just like if. Hunter was in our lives, like, I don't know that I would know like how strong I can be. I think he shows me every day, like, how to endure things that are hard with, you know, courage and grace. And I feel like I, like, I can't help but try and kind of like walk through this journey of his here on earth with him, you know, without like being inspired just by how he faces his challenges and and try and do the same thing with him the challenges that come with caring for him and and loving him and i think one of the biggest blessings has been to to like just see the goodness and the love and the good things in other people that like he seems to bring out and you know every single person that i feel like has made like a a big effort to like get to know hunter and to love hunter and to serve him in some way like has just changed me to see that there are people out there that want to reach out and love these these special kids just has like emblazoned them forever on my heart and I think really he's just taught us so much to just appreciate like every day every moment um, from the very beginning and I love the perspective that I have because he's in our lives that life is is precious and to enjoy the time that you have with the people that you love, you know, to the fullest. So, yeah.
0: So I'm curious, how has Hunter affected the rest of your family?
1: Rockwell loves to push him around. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we're out and about, he wants to push the wheelchair and, you know, he's kind of going crazy. Crashing into everything and running with him. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a little brother, like, hey, let me go meet my brother. and. Might go a little faster than mom and dad want us to go <laughs> it's
2: been really interesting i feel like they've all kind of come with like their own relationship with him and like for example our daughter bria from like the time she was a baby has just been like so connected with him and you know crawl all over him when she was kind of at that phase like you know climb up on his wheelchair and all over him it was just so interested in from the beginning and you know she's four four years old and you know, she still wants to help do his medis and she loves to get up on his bed and she'll push push all of his medications through his feeding tube and stuff. And so I feel like we've had kids that just from like day one of their birth have just been so like interested and so in love with him. And then other ones that I feel like has taken, you know, a little bit more time to kind of cultivate something there. But maybe six, seven months ago, my daughter was doing like this read aloud challenge and she was supposed to read aloud every day for like a month. And you know, there were a couple times where she would get up into Hunter's bed and she would read aloud to him. And I don't know, just seeing that that kind of start to develop between those two, I think, has been like really cool to see where she's just, she's just ready for that relationship to her to initiate some of those kinds of things and kind of going crazy. And I think they all really like, like Bryson was saying, we've, we've traveled quite a bit with him. And I think they all really, here at home, it's just kind of like the routine of life, you know? And sometimes I feel like they're more aware of him and other times it's just like, he's here, but they're just kind of ships passing. Um, But I feel like when we're on vacation and we're kind of just together as our little family and stuff, like, they're always really sad, like, if we're going to go on a trip and, like, he's not going to come. You know, it's like, it's exciting if he's coming. Oh, Hunter gets to come on this trip. That's going to be so great. You know, and they love, they love that, so.
1: Yeah, I think our kids have developed a lot of patience, too, because sometimes, you know, Hunter needs to stop. And, you know, we've got to do breathing treatment or, you know, we've got to change him or whatever. And, you know, we could be in the middle of a... Fun activity that all this anticipation build up for, and okay, we got to take a half hour break right now for Hunter, and and then they they all react really well to that. You know, I, I could see other kids, you know, that wasn't part of, part of their life. You know, just having having meltdowns. You know, at that point, but
2: well, I think even here at the house, it's like, hey, we have to get ready for bed, or hey, I can help you in a minute when I'm done helping Hunter. You know, and just I think it's great for kids to you know, see, hey, this other person has needs and like, I need to, I need to wait for a second. And so, you know what else I think's been cool is I feel like, we're LDS obviously, but I feel like just that whole idea of like Jesus Christ and the healing that He brings is like so real for them because they look forward to the day that the Savior is gonna come and, and make their brother whole. And they pray for that all the time. And so I think, there's just this element that he brings to like our home where like it makes all of that like be very real and come alive because we have somebody that you know really needs that
1: deep understanding for a five-year-old to have you know and and they'll they'll make comments about other people that they see too you know and you know we didn't we didn't have that conversation ever ever hit us you know because we we found out after um but uh you know we've got opinions on abortion you know in general Um, but i think uh, you never know how your life you know it's it's hard to see the future and i think a lot of times the knee-jerk reaction is to be scared or you know kind of think you can't handle it and and be intimidated about possibly what what that might mean for you or your family you know down the road Um, but it's such an opportunity to to kind of grow yourself and you know, to, to go through that challenge and if you know if you're talking about when you're pregnant you know, you don't know what's what's ahead at all I look at how it's strengthened our marriage and it's impacted our kids and looking back you know if it, if it were different I'd be scared to see what our relationship would be like you know if we didn't have to go through that that challenge and choose to come together and, and grow through that challenge um, and a lot of times it is a challenge. You know, there are blessings that, that come with it, but, but it is a challenge. Uh, it can be scary. You know, I can, I can, I can see that, but I think uh, the blessings that have come and, and the opportunities we've had and how we've kind of lived our life and raised our other kids, and it just it would all be very, very different without Hunter. And you know, to have that perspective in making that, that decision
0: Thank you so much for sharing so many wonderful details, Emily and Bryson. I'm just curious, what would you tell other parents who find themselves in similar circumstances?
2: I think every life is precious. I think that even you know lives that we look at and feel like you know they have a diminished capacity for what we would consider you know being able to do the things that make a life meaningful. Like we need to be open to to whatever that person's story is, and just because they're going to have some physical challenges or limitations or whatever mental, you know, emotional. Like everybody brings something beautiful, I think, to to this earth and to life, and it's just you don't be closed off. I think to to what that person could bring um, to the world and. I don't know that I feel like I'd be that worried, you know, if Hunter hadn't like come into our lives, I think like we'd still be doing pretty good and we'd be, you know, happily married and love our kids and everything. But there's just such an added depth and beauty and gratitude and wonder for all the things that we have that Hunter is the cause of. And I think it's just enriched every aspect of our lives I think the hard things in life, the hard things that you go through together, that you go through on your own, are the ones that also are the most beautiful and the most meaningful oftentimes. And so I think I would just say, like, be open to whatever, like, God's story is for you and for your child. And like He, what He has in store is inevitably always more amazing than anything you could have imagined. But like, don't. Don't let fear end. and and all those things that I think can come with a diagnosis like that, like shut you, just make you shut the door on that whole experience. Be open to whatever that child is going to bring into your life, and we're here and we can say that like yeah, it's hard, but there is this beautiful side to it as well, and you don't want to miss out on that.
1: You know, I think uh, one thing that's helped helped me and. Us a little bit is just to have a sense of humor. <laughs> Everything's very, you know, you're going to doctors. You're, you know, a lot of the things you do seem very, very heavy, and and they can be, and they are. Um, and it's easy to kind of get absorbed in that, and you know, feel like you're living your life in a in a hospital room and doctor to doctor, and um, you know, having that perspective to sit back and laugh and make fun of a doctor and, you know, make fun of your your kid a little bit and joke and, um, it, uh, it's, it's helped and, you know, and there's times that you can't do that, of course, you know, because, because things are happening that are, that feel very out of your, out of your control. But I think that's, that's helped me, you know, because things, uh, you've got to be flexible, you know, with, with a kid with special needs, you know, your life is kind of centered around them and a lot of things are very flexible and I think to be, very rigid and, and it has been a struggle for me. So I've kind of, you know, Hey, it's, it's all right. We're going to roll with it this way. And it's we're going to, we're going to do this and see how it goes. And just being, you know, taking a step back and not, not being so absorbed in the, in the heavy stuff is, has helped.
2: I would just say to other parents out there that are just starting this journey that like you need to trust yourself trust your intuition and your instincts as the parents of this child um, it's great to get feedback from doctors and therapists and you know everybody else that's going to be involved in your child's journey but ultimately like get on your knees you know talk to God he is invested in this child just right along with you and and trust yourself and like what you feel like needs to happen and you know whatever paths you need to walk down together with your child like i think ultimately just have faith like in yourself and that in Christ's grace and in God that he'll help you to know what is going to be best and treatments and and different things that come up along the way just Ultimately, like, you know them best, and I just think just being more trusting of that and not doubting yourself and, you know, thinking, oh, I don't know as much because this doctor is so smart. You know, like, I think take all the good information and, and weigh it, and, and that's great, but, but yeah, have faith in
0: yourself. I really appreciate both of you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and for sharing your wonderful story